what Cody and Lady Clark have taught me about friendship is that it is just as much an act of charity to receive from somebody as it is to give to somebody. Ooh. Yeah. People of Creston City, people of every everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> let's talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Here with you today is Blake. And here with you today is Shayla. And we have two first-year missionaries who will be joining us on this podcast. We have Grant and Olivia. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Hey, guys. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your street team and what it's called, the route, and what, what the street team is like. So our street team, our street route is Capital West. It's So it's called Capital West, but it's really everything west of the cathedral. We have okay. all yep. of the Capitol building. In, yep. in yep. downtown Denver. Yep. In downtown Denver, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and so the the meat and potatoes of our route is from Colfax Avenue down Broadway and Lincoln out to Spear. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many people are on your team total? Four. Four people. Four of three, you. Three first years and a second year. Okay. And then two guys, two gals, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So at the beginning of the year, right, you guys all got placed on the same team. It was a big announcement at Christ in the mm-hmm. City. It's one of the, the highlights of our orientation is your street teams. What was your, like, first gut reactions to your street team? Olivia, let's start with you. The way they did it was so dramatic. Like, there is a TV and the names, <laughs> like, it would be the street team, and then your names would appear one by one. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. <laughs> and I remember, I mean, I, the street routes, like, meant nothing to me at that time. Oh, but totally, yeah. I remember seeing the names go up and just being like, oh, my goodness, I hardly know these people. <laughs> and we, we also got the street teams after being together as missionaries for, like, a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, or, really, um, you barely know these strangers. Right. And I, I had prayed a lot about my street team, even before, like once I knew I was coming to Christ in the city, I knew that I needed to start praying for my street team because they were going to be people that I would be spending a lot of time with. It also goes to show so much about the importance of a team and how everyone brings different strengths to the team. So I'd love to hear from both of you. Like, what do you think are some of the strengths of your, your team members? Oh, this is a fun one. I guess I'll start with Grant. Grant's is he's a big extrovert on the streets and naturally naturally is just so good at talking to people like he already knows them mm-hmm. um, and somehow like guiding the conversation from from like lighthearted and like kind of like surface level beginnings and getting down to like the meat of like what someone thinks about the world or like what someone is going through or, like where that started mm-hmm. he just does it like very naturally where like I'll be on the shoes and I almost won't notice how mm. we like graduated to such depth, like with a person that we've met. Mm. Where Olivia shines on the street is I, I see her being able to really draw people out of their shelves, which is something that like we, we encounter people who may not have had a five minute or longer conversation in a significant amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Especially your route, especially our route. And Olivia has the ability to be like a warm and comforting presence from the beginning Mm. and to 
just in the course of like a conversation to draw somebody out of themselves mm-hmm. and to begin that dialogue that is necessary for friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the, right. I love the team dynamics here. It's one of yeah. my favorite things. Like Grant brings this extrovertedness, this willingness to go from superficial to deep very quickly and smoothly. Olivia's bringing people out of their shells, yeah, right? A peace. a peace and comfort and a trusting presence. And then you have two other teammates, right? And you're like, well, what can be left? So Grant, well, how about Sterling? What does Sterling offer to your team? Yeah. Sterling has a great awareness about the, the spiritual aspect of our mission. Yeah. When, when he's encountering somebody, he, he sees them through the, through the eyes of Jesus where it's not only like this, this person standing in front of him, but it is, it is this person who, who is a, a soul and a soul that is probably in desperate need of God's grace. Mm -hmm. And, um, seeks to connect that person with Jesus. Yeah. He, he's like the person, the mutual friend at a party that introduces <laughs> mm-hmm. you to, to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and he, wow. he wants to, to make that connection between our friends on the street and, and Jesus Christ. I love that. That's right. Good. The deeply spiritual Yeah. to round out that extrovertedness to, to depth and the, the comfort on the street. So the final teammate, Anna Reese, the only second year on your team. Yeah. Oh man. Tell us a little bit about her and her team dynamics. Anna Reese. It's interesting because she is at once bold and very gentle. She's like, we'll shoot straight, whether it's like setting boundaries <laughs> or speaking like right into the depths of like someone's pain mm. or experience. She's not afraid to just like enter into whatever it is that is like characterizing the encounter. But at the same time, she's very gentle. So she's never, she never does anything in an overbearing way. Kind of like Grant too, where it's like, it's like mysterious. Like before you know it, it's just like happened. Yeah. Yeah. So Anna Reese is, she's a gift to have for sure. The formators had an awareness of all of this before they put us on a team. Right? <laughs> oh, that's, sure. that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. After knowing you for a week and a half, yeah. everyone right. knew that's what you guys were going to be like. That's right. That's why we balance each other out so well. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear about some of the friends that you've made on the streets this year. I've, we'd love to hear about some of the people that you've met and maybe, maybe if you both want to share a story of an impactful moment that you've had with a friend on the street. So it was, this was September. It was pretty early on. It was like a Monday after, Monday morning, mm-hmm. beginning of the week. And we, I just think like the overarching theme of like this entire encounter and honestly our friendship with him like is divine timing. So we arrive at, we park at the cathedral parking lot with a few other street teams every morning. We get out, we pray together, and then we go out on a route. And that particular morning, we kind of dilly-dallied longer than we usually do in the parking lot, which mm-hmm. isn't characteristic <laughs> for a team. Like, we usually we get going because we have a big territory to cover. But we had stayed kind of late in the parking lot this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we prayed as we usually do for the Holy Spirit to guide our encounters. So we started walking down Colfax to an apartment building on our route, it's a building for, it's low-income housing for the elderly and the disabled. And Grant and another one of our street team members had met a man who lived there. So we went that day with the intent of meeting him and talking to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbeknownst to us, God had very different plans. But we go into the building, and just as we're, like, opening the door, this man, like, flies out on his electric wheelchair. <laughs> so, like, we hold the door for him. He's got, like, tubes of all sorts, like, hanging out from yeah. his, like, like, a lot of, like, medical stuff. And he... Goes by us, goes down the corner. I didn't think anything of it. And so we're standing in the lobby trying to get a hold of the guy that we had come to visit that day. And 
we just we couldn't track him down and so we were standing there trying to figure out okay are we just gonna leave and like do regular street walk today and at that moment the man in the wheelchair who had left when we arrived comes back into the lobby and he's clearly like lingering and waiting for us like like waiting to talk to us and so we we decide what we're gonna do and he stops and he goes are you visiting and we're like oh yeah we know somebody in the building like we're gonna go see him do you do you know him and he goes well you know I could use visitors. Oh, whoa. whoa. And we were like, what's your name? And so we got to know him. His name was Cody. We were like, sure, we'll get your number. We'd love to spend time with you. And he was like, I'm on hospice. Do you know what that means? And we were like, yeah, we we know what that means. Wow. And we were all just really struck by his, like, forthrightness in, in stating his loneliness and, like, begging for our company. Yeah, no kidding. And so once we couldn't get a hold of the guy, we'd come to visit. We were like, well, let's just go yeah. hang out with Cody. And we ended up spending the next two and a half hours like just sitting talking to him getting to know him something that we were really struck with about Cody is that he like seems we we get used to as Christ in the City missionaries like doing a lot of asking the questions and doing a lot of the listening yeah and so we were initially surprised by like Cody's desire for us to share and his desire to listen to us and to know us Um, and so from the beginning it was actually like a very what I would call like mutual friendship yeah it can almost be sh- like striking i'm sure mm-hmm. like whoa he, he's asking a lot of questions here and you know things you forget how to answer i'm sure yeah like he wants to know about me yeah um, yeah and so we've actually we've gotten to walk with him that was september in his journey to because he at that time like wasn't able to take care of himself so we would get there and we would heat up his coffee or like bring him a little bit of something to eat because he couldn't even get out of bed sure. and we later find out that the day that we saw him on his wheelchair exiting the building was like the one day in the last multiple months that he'd even had the strength to get into his wheelchair on his oh own. Oh my goodness. Wow. So like if we hadn't dilly dallied in the parking lot, if he hadn't like gotten into his chair that day, like, and we hadn't crossed paths, we quite literally never would have met him. Wow. Um, Whoa. So I think it was certainly a gift. Do you still that. see him regularly? We do. We're planning to see him this week, in fact, but yeah, we've, we've been friends with him over the past few months mm-hmm. and it's been a really cool opportunity to see how this ministry not only affects the homeless, but those who are experiencing that poverty of loneliness in general. Yeah. Because Cody, he was isolated in his room. Mm. At a certain point, he went to the hospital to receive care there. And now he's in an assisted living center Mm. in Denver. And we have walked with him through all of those stages and it's been an incredible, I guess, ministry and also like just a recognition that friendship is not confined to the mission. Like it, it goes beyond the fact that we met him in this apartment building on Colfax Ave. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But again, it's just that loneliness isn't isolated to the streets. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, what a gift Cody, like once we're encountered like that by you guys, like Cody wants to share that. Yeah. yeah. You know, he wants to share that. And for, for your team, it sounds like, like serving the elderly has been a theme and you, you have another person you were interested in sharing. Yeah. More about. Yeah. So our friend Lady Clark lives in the same apartment building that Cody used to live in okay. before okay. he moved to the assisted living center. And she just turned 90 years old. 90. And we had the privilege of meeting her in September. Mm -hmm. And we began just by having simple conversations with her on the street, mostly about her life, her upbringing, Mm -hmm. her business advice. (laughs) And slowly our friendship 
transitioned into her inviting us over and really taking care of us in a very uh, maternal way. Yeah. She would make us biscuits. <laughs> she would make us coffee. I love it. And we we had the privilege of being there at her 90th birthday party. We hosted her 90th no birthday way. party <laughs> in this apartment in the community room. Wow. It was it was a oh, great day. So fun. Right? Just celebrating life, right? Even mm-hmm. at 90. So mm-hmm. so good. And I I love that reflection of like she just turns on her maternal instinct mm-hmm. and takes care of you. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like I mean, it can feel it can be hard to receive that as a missionary. Like it is really hard to receive that kind of love, right? It's- right. Like well, I mean, totally counterintuitive to my first intuition about what street ministry yeah. would look like. It's mm. no, it's actually Lady Clark ministering to me. Yeah. Mm. And she like is showing me the love of a grandmother, which was such a blessing for someone who like whose grand both grandmothers passed when I was young. It was oh, like, wow. oh this is like this is an experience <laughs> yeah. that I would like that I get to experience because yeah, I'm here at Christ in the City and yeah. missionary here. Because oh. of Lady Clark. Oh, that's so special. That is. You never know. So you guys met her out on the streets or, okay. Yeah, she likes to park her walker on like sunny days and just talk to people who pass by. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you both are just like, well, I'm. We're, you both were looking to talk to someone mm-hmm. and then a beautiful friendship. Right, just a testament though to yeah. people need people, right? Mm-hmm. We do best in community and even Lady Clark, a 90 year old, right? Like we are never too old to have friends or community. And I love that. Cody and Lady Clark, so fun. Man, is this your guys's? I mean, you said earlier your route's like four miles or so. Mm-hmm. Is this your ploy to not walk, just find people <laughs> in residences and? Yeah, well, I won't tell anybody. Don't worry. So, oh, that's so good, so good. And what have you guys learned? Like, what what have been some of your biggest takeaways that the Lord has called you to work with, mm. with Lady Clark and Cody, two elderly people, in you know the later stages of their life? What Cody and Lady Clark have taught me about friendship is that. It is just as much an act of charity to receive from somebody as it is to give to somebody. Ooh. Yeah. Which one's harder? Definitely receiving. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No I had doubt. a feeling you were going to say that. You were squirming as you were saying <laughs> yeah. it, right? It's like, yeah, very real. If we only all just gave, it's not, you can't be a relationship, right? Like someone must receive. Right, right. Yeah, I'm. this is half-baked. Like I'm still putting words to it. And I think this goes more for Cody than for Lady Clark because hers has been like more of a stable friendship and Cody's like, we've seen him through a lot of transition and a Mm -hmm. lot of like difficult existential places. Yeah. But I think something that Cody has taught me about friendship is how much it is just like being with another and like waiting with another and not like leaving the other through everything that they're going through because there were times Like, Grant and I went to see him when he was in the hospital, and we spent, like, three hours with him on a Sunday afternoon, Mm. and he was just, it was just, like, despair for three hours, talking about death, like, talking about all of these, like, heavy things, and not really feeling like anything was changing, Um, and I felt, like, so helpless as, as his friend in that moment, but that and, like, so many other instances with him have taught me how much it's just about like staying and not leaving, which I guess like goes back to the imagery yeah. mm-hmm. of Mary and John at the foot of the cross. Like that's exactly what I was yeah. just thinking. They yeah. just stayed. It's so wise. And he, my friendship with him, I think has grown me in that patience and trust of just staying. Yeah. And, and thank God, like in just five months, we've seen so much beauty come from those places. Yeah. I love that Olivia. I, right. It's like, you're just there. Yeah. And I just want to thank you guys too for, 
for staying with him. That's, yeah. that's not e- an easy situation to be in no. as a missionary or as a, just a person in general to be with someone in, in hard, hard times. So thank you for being a good friend to, to him. Yeah, and, and for all the listeners, we ask, just pray for Lady Clark and Cody. I mean, we love, mm-hmm. who knows what those prayers can do. We'll know in the next life, God willing, but you know, it's, it's just always a joy. And Olivia, you have, you have a shout out here that you want to give. I wanted to give a shout out to Sally Alder and everybody at Shared Bread who are faithful listeners of the podcast and just who carry on aspects of this mission out in LA. Oh, I love it. Shared Bread, shout out to you. Thanks for listening and serving the poor in LA. Yeah. Wild place there, but such a good, just a perfect place to have your light on those streets. And and Grant just wants to give a shout out to all all those former seminarians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stand up, stand up. All former seminarians, look into Christ in the city, come here and learn how to receive. Whoa. Vocation directors, we're not taking them from <laughs> seminary. They're the ones we've discerned already, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, we very grateful for both of you. Our, our Californian and seminary dropout, just such a joy. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Sorry, sorry, Colorado. sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yes, no, the Lord called you out. It wasn't... You know how it works. Like you, you get me. Man. I get you, and I get you. So. <laughs> well, thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in today. We hope that you enjoyed the stories that Grant and Olivia shared from the Cap West team. Cap West is the best. Cap West, Cap best. Yeah, and just encourage you. Look in your life. Are there any elderly the Lord may be calling you to serve? Mm-hmm. Right to just be with Mary and John at the foot of the cross, or they're calling you to drink their coffee or eat their brownies or whatever it could or be, or make them brownies that or they will eat. Brownies, right, but. I just encourage you, no matter where you are, especially all of our small town listeners or those Mm -hmm. without a chronically homeless population, like there's so much loneliness and let's do it. Let's join this movement to serve the poor. All right. God bless. We'll see you all in a couple weeks. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons would say, if I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, Because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians and small groups across the country doing Christ in the City-style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms. And do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you.